Hello and welcome to Captivate Insider, where each week we take you behind the scenes of what we're up to, our team, our culture, and some of the features that we've just launched or we're working on. My name's Gary, I'm your host, I'm the head of design here at Captivate, and welcome to episode two. I hope you are keeping safe and well. Last week, for episode one, I spoke to our founders, Kieran and Mark, got some really good insight from a company slash founders perspective on uh, adverts for podcasting in general and we took a deep dive into their thoughts into Amy which is our dynamic content engine and this week for episode two I'm joined by one of our developers Pierre. I'm going to dive into his big old brain and uh, get some thoughts on what he was working on, some of the challenges involved, some of the big wins that we took out of that and just his process and his thoughts not just on Amy but ads in the podcast uh, industry as well. So without further ado here's my chat with Pierre. For episode two of Captivate Insider, I'm joined this week by our developer, Pierre. How are you, sir? I am well, Gary. And yourself? I'm very well, thank you. How was your new year? All good? Oh, it was good. It was good. Uh, yeah. Had had a lovely time with friends. Nice. Nice. Uh, not too drunky or a little bit drunky? A little bit drunky. A little bit sensible. A little yep. bit drunky. Yeah. Yeah. New Year's always one of, one of two ways I find with New Year. It's either <laughs> a, a huge thing or it's a sensible... <laughs> A sensible little tipple. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So thank you very much for uh, taking the time, dude, to chat to me about Amy. We're continuing with our Amy uh, run on Captivate Insider. Last week, I chatted to our founders, Mark and Kieran, which was really good. We've got some insight from a founder's point of view and sort of a very top-level, industry-level view and how Captivate sits in the, the whole world of dynamic ad insertion and content creation and that kind of thing. So it's good to chat to you to get a bit more of a, a deep dive, if you will, about the... Uh, the ins and outs of how we actually built Amy and how we went through the motions of of going through the early chats and then the briefs and then the development and out the door, which was really good. So coming into Amy then, did you have any preconceptions on ads within podcasts and how they worked uh, within the industry, specifically dynamically inserted content? Because it's, it's not really, it's not one of those quick win, low hanging fruit sort of projects that we, we you know, we could push out the door. It's a, a big old beast, lots of stuff to consider. Yeah, it was it was a bit complicated. Uh, I think in general about ads in general, I thought that most people just sort of like hand stitched in their ads, um, and then if they did do dynamic content, they do like the relatively more straightforward form where you just sort of put uh, pre roll and post roll on your um, ad. Um, and yeah, I wasn't really that familiar with whether, you know, the sort of thing that we were attempting was particularly common. Um, so, so yeah, there were obviously like a bunch of interesting sort of complex issues to do with that. But um, yeah, I, th- I, I think in terms of the sort of nitty gritty of, of what was involved, like splitting and merging audio and working out how we wanted that kind of ad painter thing to work, that was kind of a bit complex and making sure it could all work and like you could undo the things that you'd done and yeah there was a lot of kind of complexity around that but yeah it's pretty cool it was very cool yeah and uh, when pierre mentions the ad painter that's our uh, sort of traditional mid-roll uh, kind of content um editing tools part of amy so okay cool so there was a lot of uh, uh touch points might reference that as pain points um, uh, throughout <laughs> to consider, uh, which is very cool. I know for me as um, as a designer, we're going into the project. It was very much a, 
uh, right, okay, this is going to be a uh, a thing that touches lots of different you know elements of the of the um of the dashboard and your individual podcast mm. episodes and and not only that but you know as we move further into amy we've got some stuff uh, coming up you know there's a lot of it's just one of those things there's a lot to consider and i know technically you guys were uh you went through a, a very big round of, of of testing and and all that stuff and that leads on to some of the things that i also spoke about last week which is the collaborative effort so there was a uh, a, a project of this size it does require everyone sort of hands on deck and you yeah. know there was a lot of input from everybody across the whole team you know our testing team you know sam and danny and the other devs and so on so um in terms of the collaborative effort then you know to get the whole thing rocking and rolling and you know ultimately out the door what was your main involvement then in in the project yeah so i was mainly obviously on the technical side um but i mean as you say like the whole thing was uh because we're quite a small team we were all sort of involved in a lot of different aspects like i would say that um while i wasn't involved in necessarily that how it visually looked um there were several aspects of that that i even you know sort of gave feedback on or um was involved in and you know um and also on the technical side, just the general architecture, like how we were going to make it all fit together. Um, yeah, that was a thing. I guess the thing that I was sort of specifically, just me mainly focused on, was um, a- Amy itself, which was like the merging and the stitching of the audio and working out what to do if the ads didn't quite match up with um, the audio of the um main content and how to make it fast and things like that but yeah i think i think it was a real mix of design and architecture and a bunch of technical problems so it was a real yeah lots of different uh areas were needed and that's quite interesting i find you had your fingers in numerous pies yeah had many irons in the fires yes (laughs) Yeah, it was a true end-to-end thing as well. Yeah, there are times as uh, as a as a as a as a designer, and you as a developer, I'm sure, where sometimes you get handed part of the project, like some of it's already been done, and you just then have to to go forth and build. But in this case, it was very much a like you said, everybody was inputting and stuff. And um, if I remember correctly, you did have quite a good or quite a big influence on the design as well, because after my initial kind of you know, here's what I think this thing should look like. And we started to build it. You were like, actually, Gary, I think this would be better. And there was a few occasions that were like that, which is one of the cool things about, you know, I don't want to be too cheesy, but working at Captivate is that whole collaborative feedback loop where everybody has a say and can, and to do that stuff. So yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I think I absolutely agree on that. I think that like collaboration is the thing that you know, that kind of tension sometimes, but I think that kind of produces the best result because, you know, I, I sort of advocate for a position and then somebody else comes at it with their perspective. And like often that, the fact that we have to sort of justify our position to somebody else really, I think, ends up with the thing working better in the end. Like, you know, it's it's not just one person coming up with an idea and being like, this is the way. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So we've spoken about a couple of things that you that were very cool for you as a developer, and uh, some of the the the, the good things uh, that came out of the collaboration and, and the end to end stuff. But what were the the main challenges for you then 
as you went through this, were there any moments where you just scratched your head for quite a few minutes and thought, how the hell am I going to get this to work? Yeah, there were definitely quite a few moments that were a bit (laughs) like that. Um, Just in general, the whole system is pretty complicated and often to sort of figure out problems, you need to just hold it all in your head and like not... You know, you're like juggling various balls and you're just like, uh, I need to not drop this other one while fixing this, you know, while sorting out this one area. Um, So that just is the general difficulty. Um, I think in terms of like a specific kind of head scratcher, there was one that was uh, to do with on some players, in some circumstances, with some audio files, in, you know, in in all of these like weird, rare circumstances, you know, the audio would stop playing and we had to do a real deep dive in it and just be like, why is it happening in this one case, but not in all of the other (laughs) cases? And yeah, like we did resolve that. But yeah, that while that was going on, you know, you have to get a a real in-depth look at like, how mp3s work from scratch and yeah that that was that was tricky i I think also the other thing is just like ui in general is always somewhat tricky um especially if with anything complicated because you really have to like put yourself in the user's point of view and obviously at at a certain point you've worked on it for ages so you're just used to everything and so you you're you're kind of blind to areas which are too complicated and so you have to like yeah you have to have a weird sort of combination of keeping everything in your head but also forgetting everything so (laughs) you know like you can see how that's like a bit a bit tricky but yeah it seems like we worked it worked out all right in the end (laughs) i know what you mean dude yeah it's um you go ui blind but similar to nose blind i guess (laughs) it's that kind of thing yeah it's uh and it's one of the challenges as well that i mentioned before about design and uh, doing that work uh sort of mostly up front but then collabing as you go through as you guys are building it and stuff and that's uh that's one of the things that is a real big challenge as a as a ux and ui designer is um is trying to uh put yourself in the shoes of it's 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 about having that kind of foundation of absolute 100 percent functionality first yeah and then you know a little tip for ui ux designers out make sure you get your foundational stuff first and you can make it look pretty later but as long as it kind of ticks all the boxes and that's one of the cool things about working on a project like this is that um you, we can do that stuff and we can iterate really quickly that's one of the cool things about being in a small team and and pushing forward like that and talking about being in a small team which we are at captivate relatively small um what was the um we asked you a minute ago about any head scratching moments, any big challenges, but were there any cool new things that you that you learned along the way while you were developing it? So, yeah, definitely. Um, the, there were some things that I experimented with, and that was also quite cool. Just having the sort of freedom to do a little bit of experimentation, and um, I probably have to remain extremely vague and secretive about some of those things <laughs> Steady. which yeah. i learned but um yeah that they are cool and maybe coming soon um but uh yeah i i think more generally just like thinking about it quite a lot you get an idea of like creative ways that people can use the tool um like 
I, I like the sort of, you know, the fact that you can use it for stuff like um, doing a poll in an episode and then later stitching in the results of the poll immediately after the audio where you asked about it or asking for audience feedback mm-hmm. or, you know, um, having like a comment of the week where you, you know, put a little like your favorite response to your podcast in as like a reward to somebody and, and stuff. And I think that there's like loads of really cool creative ways of using the thing that um, I've, I, I wasn't really expecting when I first uh, sort of on first blush, but now that I've like gotten used to it, I'm like, oh yeah, there's all this stuff that you could actually do with it. Um, and yeah, ways of using it unexpectedly. I think that's that's a really cool thing. That is cool, actually. That was going to be my next question or related to that. So now that it's been out the door for a while and we've got really good feedback from our users on on how they're making use of it, essentially, and growing their shows and monetizing content and so on, it, is, it must be cool. A sense of pride knowing that all the stuff that you worked on is in the hands of people out in the wild and they're, and they're making the most of it and using it in those creative ways to either grow their show or grow their network or monetize, whatever. That must be a cool feeling, right? Yeah, and I think it's it's really cool to be a part of the the um, phenomenon that y- y- we're sort of I don't know getting into where you know people's sort of passion projects um, you know at, at a certain point if they start making a little bit of money off of them they can then spend a bit more time on them and you get all of these like really interesting niches of interests popping up. And then becoming like more and more as they're they're able to maybe even switch from their existing jobs, you know, gradually, partially, and then maybe even fully to like podcasting about something that they're really passionate about and that they actually really care about. And I think that that's like one of the things that is sort of most satisfying for me about this kind of feature is it like allow enables people to do um that more easily and yeah i think i think the more people doing things that they're really passionate about the better things things will be i i think that that is yeah that's that provides lots of satisfaction um yes yeah you've nailed it there you've you've nailed it there but that's what we're all about pretty much at captivate is really enabling the the serious sort of indie podcaster to to take that get them to that tipping point i guess and it's like well i've made you know, I started to monetize a little bit and, you know, that covers my hosting and that covers a few other tools that I need and stuff like that. And then it's that, you know, just keep going, just, you know, we'll give you the tools, just, just crack on. So yeah, you've nailed it there, dude. That's very cool. So last question for you. So, uh, I think it's obvious, you know, we've mentioned it on, you know, live, Mark's mentioned it on live streams and and stuff like that. We're absolutely not done with Amy. We've got some cool stuff that's going to land throughout 2022. We've got some some further updates and some other modules and stuff uh, that all helps our our podcasters, as, as I've just said. So in your view, as we go into 22 and beyond, uh, where do you see or how do you see uh, podcast ad content specifically, the dynamic uh, ad content stuff continuing? Is it going to be an upward trend, do you think, as the, the industry continues to grow? Or is there going to be that kind of uh, invisible plateau that's on the horizon, but we just can't see it yet? This happened a lot with... Um, sort of 10 15 years ago when the the good old written blog just exploded and everybody had a blog and every company had a blog and all of a sudden they were just monetized to hell you know it was just ads everywhere and it sort of plateaued a little bit so do you think um you know the the ad content stuff is going to continue to grow or is that 
is that hidden wall out there somewhere well you know i don't have a crystal ball but i do <laughs> think that like sometimes people sort of view it like oh there's a certain there's a certain pie and you you know if you get a bigger slice of the pie then it means that somebody else gets a smaller slice of the pie um and i and i sort of i don't think it's really like that very much i think it's much more like um if the podcasting space you know sees some success that actually pulls more people towards it um and you know there's obviously some sort of equilibrium where like okay you can get too much too many ads but i think that people will then see drop offs in listenership if they if they overdo it so i think that there's kind of natural forces that will keep people using it in a sort of reasonable way um and yeah i, I don't i don't really see it stopping uh it seems at the moment to be pretty expansive um and i think that there's there's like massive amounts of untapped potential in the thing um I, yeah i think even the even with the incredible popularity of podcasts and dynamic ads and, and and all of this i just i think it's nowhere near at like maximum saturation um but i mean you know i this is just my assessment of <laughs> how things are uh you know there's a reason i'm sort of working in the podcasting industry it's because i think it's probably going to keep going mm. uh, yes one would hope so yeah and it's a good job that us at captivate are giving people some cool tools like amy so they can uh yeah but i i do agree it's um and i think you're you're right as well i think that's the word i was looking for is will we get to that sort of peak oversaturated level but i don't think uh, I, I kind of agree with you i think it's we're a long long way off from uh from that happening i think there are so many and you mentioned earlier about it creates lots of um sort of unique niches within within the industry and so on and that's just uh, all, all of those niches and all of those different areas are just ripe for for growth and stuff like that so yeah i agree with you dude yeah it's um i think we're a long way off so i'm glad that you went down that road because if you just said yeah in a year's time it's all done <laughs> that would have been a <laughs> just it's gonna nosedive right into the ground no i mean that that seems pretty unlikely yeah, yeah. i hope so because like you said, it's um, we're working in this industry for uh, um, for hopefully many years to come. So I think yeah, it's all good. There's also a slight dif differentiation between podcasts and blogs. Like a blog is something that you have to actively be reading in order for it to provide you value. Whereas like audio content, you can actually do other things while it's happening. So this is like one of the reasons why podcasts are crazy popular is because you know you can do it while you're on the run or you can you know listen to them while you're on your commute or while you're ironing your shirt or whatever you know um i, I think that that is a tremendous um advantage of the system over things where you have to be very sort of i am sitting at my computer reading reading the <laughs> blog i am you know mm. eyes glued to the phone you know yeah i don't know sure sure it's a multitask enabled medium yeah write that down <laughs> nice sell that to mrpodcast.com <laughs> yeah okay dude well that's all the questions i have for you it's been really cool to to dig into your big clever mind for a little while and and pick out some of the cool stuff that you did for amy so uh, thank you very much for your time dude it's been awesome Q 
huge thank you to Pierre for taking the time out of his day to talk to me about Amy. It was really cool to get developers' insight into Amy and some of the challenges and, more importantly, some of the big wins and the takeaways as we build and develop Amy further for the other modules and so on, and also some of our other projects. It was very cool. He's got a big old brain. Pierre is a lovely guy, so it was great to have him on the show. Next week for episode three, we're going to be wrapping up our small series of Amy episodes. I'm going to be chatting to our founders once again to talk through some of the stuff that we've got, not too spoilery, but some of the stuff coming up for Amy and a bit more of an industry insight into ads and some of the um, some of the points of view around where we think ad insertion and dynamic content creation is leading with the industry. So that'll be really good. So come back for episode three. If you don't already follow this podcast, make sure you do in your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss a show. A new one lands every single Wednesday where I'll be chatting to a member of the team to talk about some of our features and, and some of the stuff we've got going on as always. So if you're not using Captivate to power and grow and monetize your podcast, make sure you do that via our seven-day trial. You can do that. Just head over to Captivate.fm. You can sign up completely free, seven days. Give us a whirl, see what you think. And I'm sure you'll be impressed and start rocking and rolling with your podcast if you haven't done so already. So until next time, take care of yourself, stay safe and happy podcasting.